Thank you for listening to the Ebenezer Speaks podcast of the historic Ebenezer AME Church in Detroit, Michigan, where the Reverend Dr. McCarl D. Thomas Sr. is the senior pastor. Located in the heart of the Motor City, we are a family where love makes the difference in our worship, in our community, and hopefully within you. More information on our programs and services found on our website at www.historicebenezerameDetroit.org. Thank you for joining our podcast. If thou withdraw thyself from me, or whither shall I go? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For truly thou art my strength and my redeemer. Master's name I pray, amen. In the prophetic book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter and the sixth through the eighth verse, we find these words. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. We're preaching this morning from the subject, answering the call. Answering the call. Our text this morning is dealing with the prophet Isaiah, answering his prophetic calling to be a spokesperson for Yahweh or God. Who was this prophet named Isaiah? 
we find that he was the son of Amos. Isaiah prophesied about 700 years before the birth of Christ. Isaiah lived in Jerusalem, the capital city of the southern kingdom, Judah. Isaiah tells us that in the year King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord in the temple. Uzziah, this king that had died when Isaiah answered the call, had taken the throne at the age of 16 and reigned for 52 years. His reign was the most prosperous except during the time of Jehoshaphat. And no king initially had been as faithful as Uzziah since the time of Solomon. In the earlier part of the reign of Uzziah, under the influence of a prophet by the name of Zechariah, we find that Uzziah was faithful to God and did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. But have you ever known of some leaders who start off doing good? doing the right thing initially, but then as people tell them how good they are and how great they are, they get a swollen head. And instead of staying on the right road, they somehow begin to believe all of the praises put up on them and they find themselves wandering off the right road. Isaiah's strength became his weakness, for he attempted to usurp the power of the priesthood by going into the temple of Yahweh himself and burning incense on the altar. This was a job that was set aside solely for the priest and those who were the descendants of Aaron. We find now that a group of priests went and told King Uzziah that what you're doing is wrong and you know that you are violating the will of God. But we find that Uzziah did not listen there was a great earthquake. Mighty light was able to shine on King Isaiah. We find that he developed leprosy, that he was taken from the temple, put in a separate house, and lived there until he died. It is in this setting that we find Isaiah said that when this once good king by the name of Zaziah messed up and did what he should not have done 
and eventually died in a house outside of the temple. It was at that time I went into the temple and I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. Not only was he sitting there, but he was high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Uh, Isaiah tells us that above it stood the seraphim, and each one had six wings. With two wings covered his face. With two wings covered the feet. With two wings the seraphim did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door was shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me, for I am undone. Something happens to you when you come into the presence of the Lord. Your iniquities, your mistakes, your bad habits, your bad attitude, it becomes made more aware to you. So here Isaiah says, woe well, it's me for I'm undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isn't that something? says that one of those seraphims flew to Isaiah and having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And Isaiah says that that seraphim touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Isaiah says, but also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I sing? And who will go up for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. In other words, when you come into contact with an agent of the Lord, you got to act. You've got to move one way or the other. And so we find that it was at that moment that Isaiah could not just be his ordinary self when that cold touched his lips by the seraphim. And the question was raised, and who will go for us? Isaiah said, I had to say then, here am I, send me. The problem today, my brothers and sisters, it's not whether or not God calls, but too many people today are not answering the call. Being a preacher is not the only vocation God calls somebody to. Don't fool yourself on that. If you have good culinary skills, that, that's a calling everybody can't cook. If you are good in the arts, the performing arts and entertainment, that's a calling. 
If you are a dedicated teacher, you're good at teaching math and science and engineering and technology and the arts to teach philosophy and psychology, that's a calling. Even if you're in education and you're able to deal with special education, those children suffering from autism and having all types of learning disabilities, that's a calling, believe me. If you have the gift to work with preschool students and elementary school students, that, that's a calling. For we need our best educators when the children are young and small, where you can give the children and the students the proper infrastructure so that they can make it in life. You might be good in athletics, you might be a trainer, that's a calling. You might be gifted in the trades. And right here in Detroit, in Wayne County, you have one of the best community colleges anywhere, in that of Wayne County Community College, where you can be exposed to all kinds of trades and vocations that can allow a person to find which highway they need to be on. When I served for a short while in Flint, which is in Genesee County, there's the Mott Community College and the chairperson of that board was a member of the church where I served. And I thought that that was a great community college, but I want you to know, those of you right here in Wayne County, you need to be proud of what you have. And you need to be proud of that outstanding president who's over that community college. And so the question today is not whether or not God calls. God calls each one of us at a particular time. The challenge is whether or not we will answer the call. God has always called. Called Moses from a burning bush. Samson was a man of legendary strength. God called. God calls Solomon. We find that Solomon was considered to be one of the wisest persons to ever live. God calls. God called a woman by the name of Esther, became the queen of Persia, and found herself catching the eye of a king. And because of a position, God called her to be able to respond to the needs of her uncle by the name of Mordecai and she was able to get to the king and stop her people from being completely destroyed at the hand of a man by the name of Haman and the very ditch that Haman was digging for the Israelites he found him on self being demolished because when you try to use evil to go against the child of God, you better be careful because evil will come back on you. God called Jonah in the belly of a whale. And then God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ himself, along the Sea of Galilee, called Simon, called Peter. And we find that there in the Gospel of John, we find the calling of one by the name of Philip. The question is whether or not God calls, but whether or not we will answer. Well, how then do we answer the call? First of all, you better make sure it's your call 
and not someone else's call. Too many of us are trying to be like somebody else instead of being the way that God wants us to be. There are different calls for different people. Bishop Thomas was elected a bishop from this church would tell the story about this man who felt that he had been called to be a radio announcer. And because he was never hired by a radio station, he decided to file a complaint with the EEOC. And they received this complaint and had him to come in. And he just knew he was called to be this radio announcer. And he felt that he had been discriminated against. And so the person who had taken the case asked him, what job are you applying for? And the man responded by saying, a radio announcer. Here, this brother thought that was his calling. He was not clear about his calling because that calling was for somebody else. Don't be nosy trying to listen to what God is saying to somebody else. You better make sure that you understand what God is saying to you. God calls, but you need to clearly understand the calling God is calling you to. Secondly, it's not our desire, but it's God's will. Too many of us, we want to be like somebody else instead of being the way God wants us to be. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, but with his great oratorical skills and his ability to motivate people, he was constantly being told that you need to consider the ministry. Finally, we must understand that he had to yield to what God wanted and not what he wanted. In our text, it says that in the year King Uzziah died, that's when Isaiah accepted his call. Well, you must understand Martin Luther King Jr., whose birthday is on tomorrow. It was during the time after the death of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And while Harry S. Truman was president, it was in the summer of 1947, at the age of 18, that Martin Luther King Jr. accepted the call to preach. We must understand that when God comes knocking at your door, you got to be a fool if you won't answer. You must understand, my brothers and sisters, that it was this young man at the age of 18 who felt the calling of God upon him and he answered the call. We must understand now that isn't it interesting that tomorrow is the 95th birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the very person that his daddy named himself after as well as Martin Luther King Jr. was a reformer by the name of Martin Luther. And isn't it interesting that it was this Martin Luther who had 95 questions about the teachings of the Catholic Church and nailed these 95 questions 
on the wall of the church or the doorpost at the church at Wittenberg. That means that Martin Luther had a question for each one of the years that we will celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr. on tomorrow. The important thing is this, that Martin, even though wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, had to yield and answer the call of God to becoming a great prophet, a scholar, and a civil rights leader. I want you to know that some of you here right now, you have not been listening to the call of God on your life. You are not here as a happenstance. You are not here as a coincidence. You are here because God has a purpose and a reason for you being alive. What we need today are more folks who are willing to not only hear the call, but answer the call. God's calling right now for more mamas to be true mamas, more women to love their babies and their children, and to teach them how they ought to act and behave and become individuals a great moral character. God's calling right now. He wants some men and women to answer the call to being a committed, dedicated educator and motivator and to let many of our young black boys and girls know that they can make it in life, they can be somebody, that they do not have to give up and think that they have to be hustlers and thieves and crooks. God's calling. God's calling right now for some men and women to let folks know about his only begotten son by the name of Jesus Christ. God's calling. God's calling today for some folks to be bold enough to stand up and to let government know what they ought to know and to let them know that they have a responsibility to take care of all humankind. God's calling, but God's expecting somebody to be bold enough to answer, to say to a Russia and a Ukraine, you need to sit down at the table and try to bring about some peace. God's calling, God's calling today for the Israelis and Hamas to sit down and to figure out a way for there to be peace. God's calling today for there to be some committed congressmen and senators in the United States of America to stop bickering whether or not they are Democrat or Republican, but to consider what is best for all of God's children in the land of the living. God's calling got to be some preachers who are not talking about I'm a Methodist, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian or Lutheran. When God calls his servant to be his preacher, he's not calling us to a denomination, but he's calling us to be a servant of the Most High God. We've allowed so much politics to get in the church that we know parliamentary rulings better than we know the Bible itself. God's calling today 
for us to come together as followers of Christ to try to make this a better world. But God's calling for you right now to get your life together. You know some folks you've been mean to. You know some folks you might not have told the truth about. You know some things that you should have done but you didn't do. I'm talking all the way from the pulpit to the pew. But God is calling right now and saying it's time for you to get your house in order. But finally, God is calling and saying that I want some true followers of the Lord. Those whose hearts have been changed those who are committed and serious about being a follower of the master. Has there ever been a time in your life when you heard somebody calling your name but you deliberately ignored them? You ever been there? Has there ever been a time in your life when you knew there was something that you should have done or you should be doing and you intentionally and deliberately ignored that and did not do it? I'm saying it's time now for God's children to answer God's call. Thank you for listening to the Ebenezer Speaks podcast of the historic Ebenezer African Methodist Episcopal Church in Detroit, where the Reverend Dr. McCarl D. Thomas Sr. is the senior pastor. Join us for our live stream worship services. You can access the live stream and also follow us on our social media. For information on our programs and services, go to our website at www.historicebenezerameDetroit.org. Love makes the difference.